Thanks for downloading the weekly podcast from Bridge Christian Fellowship. To find out more, head to www.bridgecf.org. Hi, guys. Hello. 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 Do something different at the end. So I haven't got a, your average handheld mic. <coughs> Which means that being a novice at speaking, I need to be aware of what my hands are doing because they could be flying all over the place, picking my nose, scratching my ear, who knows? <laughs> I just uh, make sure I don't do anything too crazy. Apart from my normal. When Holy Spirit touches me, my arm flies up in the air as some kind of sign of agreement, so that might happen. (laughs) Jesus. Okay. I'm going to put these on the floor. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to pray. Um, I encourage you to stay connected uh, because... God is just doing some really awesome stuff right then, and I don't want you to disconnect just because I'm standing here speaking. There it goes. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Jesus. Oh, Papa, we love your presence. Wow, we love your presence. We just, like, you're here immensely anyway, but we just ask you to come more. We ask you to come more, Lord. Shouldn't I? Wow, thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's always more. <laughs> Last... hmm? No, this is fine. Thanks. Last time you spoke in front of more than a handful of people, um, There Is More was the title of my talk. Because <laughs> I'm a hungry bunny. <laughs> and I, I, like, I like more of God's presence. Um, wow. There was a real... I don't know if anyone sensed it, but there was a real sweetness in the presence in this room and <laughs> stand up Martin I've come to learn that when you, when you feel that kind of sweetness there's breakthrough in the atmosphere which is as well as a whole heap of other things I'm going to try and think about um, breakthrough is something that I was expecting God to do this evening so um, start thinking of things that you want breakthrough for Shundai because you're going to get it tonight (laughs) Um, what else there was something else in the worship Um, that song I see a generation rising up um, with selfless faith Um, a couple of weeks ago in the worship here God was speaking to me um, and he said, I'm doing a new thing. I was like, what's that? The new thing that he's doing is raising up laid down lovers. And when you, when you see those words, or when you hear anybody speaking about a generation rising up, don't count yourself out because of you might be younger or you might be older. If you're alive, you're part of that generation. And God is raising that generation up of people that are going to lay their lives down in love, for love, because of love. Um, 
<laughs> That's what I wanted to say about that. Um, <laughs> I, I have a lot of joy, and you're going to get some of that this evening too. <laughs> um, me standing here is a miracle on more than one level. One, um, which is a story that I'm not going to go into because that's like a whole talk in itself, but like, for those of you that, most of you know the story, but like, basically I should have died when I was five years old. I had a brain tumour and because of where it was and how long ago it was, I'm 33 now, um, the type of, you know, operations and things that they could do at that time, I should either not be standing, so the fact that I'm standing here is a miracle in itself, um, and I really shouldn't really be alive having a normal life, so that's a miracle. Um, and as a testimony, so you can take that to, for God to do that again every, wherever you need it. Um, the other <laughs> part of that miracle, me standing here, is uh, for a very long time, the enemy has told me that I don't have a voice. I'm not listening to that lie anymore. I'm standing here with a microphone. <laughs> and I have a voice. And we can laugh at the lies that the enemy tries to sell us. We shandai, we can laugh out loud at them and then speak out the truth. And the truth is I have a voice. And I'm clipped up to a microphone so you're going to hear it for the rest of the evening. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> um... Oh my goodness! This is all. This is all prequel. I don't even know what I want to talk about yet. Um, I wanted to say something about fear because that kind of links in with the like standing here is overcoming fear. Um, Shabbat. <laughs> oh Jesus! More. Lord. Yeah, just more of you. Um, yeah, the Bible says that. Um, Perfect, perfect love drives out fear. And where there is love, there is no fear. Um, and I think um, fear is a natural response that rises up inside us. And um, particularly as Christians, I think that sometimes we get told that fear is a bad thing so much that when fear rises up inside us, before the enemy even gets a chance to stop us doing whatever it is that God wants us to be doing, we're already like... Oh no, I feel already condemned, I feel shamed. Like, that he's got you right there. Like, you haven't even got on to thinking about the thing that you're in fear about. He's already got you condemned because fear is rising up in you. Um, but, like, if you think about animal kind of instincts, I guess, like, fear is it's a natural thing. The, the thing is, you choose what you do with that. Um, and I'm choosing to not let fear dictate my future. Um, and if the Bible says that perfect love drives out fear the only place I know where I can find perfect love is in daddy's arms so when I feel fear rising up inside me it's my choice to do something about it and the choice I make is uh, more daddy (laughs) more love please daddy more love give me a love upgrade so that I can step over this fear and not have it dictate where I'm going to go in my life. Um, so I'm standing here. Oh, um, <laughs> yay. Okay, where am I going with this? Um, I'm going to try and talk about joy. 
since I carry quite a lot of it, I thought you might like some. Um, <laughs> the Bible says that, um, like, in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy, and, like, God's presence is here right now, so you guys should be rolling around on the floor wetting yourselves. You just <laughs> ask for more of your presence, Lord. Um, I'm going to say um, a bit of my story, because the reason that I walk in my life with high levels of joy is that I've gone through a battle to get to that place. Mm-hmm. Joy isn't cheap to me. Um, I've, it, it costs something. <laughs> um, so I'm going to tell you a bit of my story on that, and then uh, we'll do something different at the end. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about what he's going to do this evening. I'm excited about what he's already done. I think like, most of you probably know, like, his presence here is just awesome this evening. I think he's already done all sorts. Um, but we, yeah, we hold out for more, Lord. We thank you you're going to do more this evening. Sure. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm going to tell you some of my story. Um... As I said, I'm, I'm 33, um, but for most of my teenage to, I'm probably in like mid to late 20s, and I, I can't, I don't know the time scale that well. I'm quite a now person, so <laughs> time scales don't really work for me. Um, I, I really battled with depression a lot. Um, I really, really battled with it, and um, I became a Christian when I was 18, that kind of made it a little bit easier, but it was still definitely the battle. Um, and a lot of my Christian friends at the time <laughs> said that I should probably be on medication for it. <laughs> it was that obvious. I guess it's obvious when, like, you know, most of the time, you're, um, people, Christians, like, we're discerning, and you can see what someone's supposed to be. So they could see what I was supposed to be, but they could see what I was living in, it wasn't joy. It was definitely <laughs> depression and not very happy. Um, but I don't need to talk about that too much for you. You get the idea. Um, so, um, someone can probably correct me on this, but um, the last time we had a prison conference, a prophetic conference in Southampton, and that was about six years ago, was it? Yeah. Um, at that time, I was still struggling with depression um, and in the worship Alan was leading worship um, and he was you know, just doing, doing what he does calling out prophetic stuff calling out what God was doing in the meeting um, and he said God's setting people free from depression tonight and I literally shot back about three seats and landed, it was in Central Hall I landed in the, it was when they still had them you know, the fold-up seats on the, on the side. <laughs> landed in those. <laughs> and is, oh, what are you doing, Jesus? You sent me from, from depression right there. Just gone. Gone. In a, in a second. He can, he can do things in a second. It's awesome. It's amazing. Um, Jesus. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, yeah, 
doesn't mean it doesn't mean you didn't have a bad day. Like a bad day, I'm not going to say a bad day is normal because I'm not speaking that over my life, and none of you should speak like having a bad day is normal over your life. But in I know your car won't start, or I know things happen in your day to make it a bad day. It's how you navigate it is is what matters. It's kind of like the like the fear thing. It's, it's the choice that you make in that. Um, so. I know I get bad days, but the contrast from that to having struggled with depression is huge. Absolutely huge. Um, So fast forward a few years. Most of you probably know that I went to Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. I was there this time last year still. I came back in May last year. Um, So I did that um, September 2011 till... May 2012 and it was the best time of my life ever if, if you ever get a chance to go you should go don't even ask God about it as I tell people <laughs> if, you, if you think about if you're thinking about going to Mozambique definitely ask God about it because it's super hard if you're thinking about going to Bethel just go that's Bethel Reading go to Bethel Israel too Bethel Israel so <laughs> the original that's a good place too <laughs> Um, so yeah um, September 2011 um, I'm starting Bethel first year and we have uh, revival group pastors and they're a pastor that's over about 60 people so um, I was really really scared basically Um, I also have I used to have depression I'm not depression I'm dyslexia Um, in 2011 don't anymore (laughs) (laughs) and I was really worried about it's not a hugely academic course but there's a lot of reading um, and you have to do um, book reviews and there's a lot of homework and a lot of deadlines every month for you to make sure you get it in and if you don't do your homework on time you have to swipe into school every day with this um, card like it's a magnetic card if you don't do your homework, it comes up with this big red sign that says, go home and do your homework. <laughs> I'm like, ah! <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want that to happen to me. I was, I was really worried. Um, so I went to speak to my revival group pastor, who's this awesome lady called Angela West. And she's English, but she's living out there, and she's a crazy crazy fire carrier, so I, I knew straight away that I was in the right revival group. <laughs> but uh, I was a bit scared of her because I'd never met her before. And you can, you can do this thing where you sign a learning agreement. So if you have English is not your first language or, um, or you have some kind of learning di- um, disability, you can <coughs> sign this agreement, which means that the pressure is off. You don't, that, you don't get that big red sign when you swipe into school if you haven't done your homework on time. So um, basically I went to her to ask if I could sign this learning agreement with her. And this is Angela West. Hey, Hannah, come stand here. So um, this is Hannah, Hannah's me. Hannah's, Hannah's like, um, fingers in your mouth going, um, it hurts, okay, fine. Um, I'm, I'm dyslexia, um, blah, 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 blah. Literally, she goes, fire! Dyslexia, go in Jesus' name! And, and I was like, <laughs> I was on the floor shaking, and dyslexia quite nicely went in Jesus' name. <laughs> so, 
I know you're probably wondering how does this fit into your story, but it totally fits in. It's, it's a really, really, really fun story. Um, so since then, for, <laughs> for someone that used to struggle to enjoy reading maybe one book a year, um, I started. So I started Bethel September 2011. Since then, I've read about 20 books. <laughs> I, did, I did all my homework on time. I met all the deadlines. And then over the summer, read all the books that I had to read before going to Mozambique. And now I've got another pile of books that I'm looking forward to reading. Jesus, I, see, I'd have never said that to you again. I'm looking forward to reading some books. Yeah, he sets people free a lot. Ha. Um... So, okay, so fast forward a couple of months. So now we're November 2011. And there's a lady in my arrival group. She was, she must have been third year. So she was, um, she had a group of people who she was watching over. So she was my intern. Um, so I was in her little intern group and she makes sure we were okay and have little one-to-one meetings with us as the year goes on. She was really creative and arty and into music and drama and just like and crazy outgoing. She's English, but she's um, like a coloured lady and she's just really bubbly, really outgoing, crazy. Um, she was running a bunch of workshops um, about something called spoken words, which is basically poetry done in a slightly more dramatic way because sometimes poetry poetry is amazing in whatever form it comes. But sometimes it's just, you just read it. But spoken word is a bit more dramatic, I guess. Uh, it, it's a generic term. It can cover all sorts of things. Some people dance in the middle of a spoken word. Some people preach. Some people rap. It can look like anything. It's creative, basically. So she's, she's advertising these things. And I'm like, I'm not going to that. <laughs> <laughs> not my thing, I'm creative, but I'm not creative in that way, which was a lie. Um, definitely that was a lie, because, yeah, don't ever limit yourself when it comes to creativity, because, like, God, God created you, so, and you have his DNA inside you, he's a creator, and you have the creator's DNA inside you, so don't ever think to yourself, oh, okay, well, I can do stuff on a piece of paper, I can do art, but I can't do writing, or... Um, I can do singing, but I can't do this part. I don't, don't limit what God can do, which is what I was doing. Um, and did for quite a few weeks, and God was like, are you going to go? I was like, no, not going to those workshops. Don't want to do that. It's not my thing. Don't do writing creatively. Because I was still thinking that I had dyslexia. Obviously, I didn't. Um, <laughs> and uh, so basically... These workshops were going to be for five weeks, one evening a week. And it kind of got to the last t- night that she sent out an email, basically. I heard about it all the time. She was talking about it in revival groups. She was talking about it in my small group. She sent emails. I was like, no, I don't want to do it. And this is, this is where it gets awesome, because I'm literally, like, I'm standing in the middle of a dream that I had, basically. Right, right now, me standing here. Um, was a dream that I had. So the night before, she sends out the final email saying, hey, who wants to come to a spoken word workshop? I have a dream. 
So I'm in California, lying in my bed, in my little house in California, and in the dream, I'm at Bridge. And my friend Sarah Denton is leading worship, which got my attention, so I started thinking, well, I need to pay attention to this dream. We should pay attention to all of our dreams, by the way. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so, so it's got my attention. And in the middle of the worship, so she's up here, she puts her guitar down, comes down to the front, and I'm sat over there, which I don't always sit at the front. I, I'm usually at the back or on the side of the trunk somewhere. Jesus. Um, <laughs> she goes, Emma West come up here and do your spoken word. And I was like, no. <laughs> in my dream, I don't know if you've ever tried to control your dreams, but in my dream I was like, no, 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 stay second down. But I get up and turn around and, and start come and stand at, at the front and start doing the spoken word. And I turn around and look, and in my seat is Cece, this lady who's advertising <laughs> these workshops. So... I wake up the next day and go, okay, I'll go to the spoken word workshops, um, which were awesome and really inspiring, amazing, in, just really inspiring, like, creatively. Um, and I've got, I've still got the notes on those if anyone ever wants to find out more about spoken word and creative writing. Um, so, zip forward a little bit further um, to, I guess, it was, it was the last week of these workshops. And if you wanted to, you could have a spoken word to perform in front of people. And I hadn't, I didn't have one at that time. I wasn't too bothered about it. Um, I kept putting it on my homework list. And my homework list was like a to-do list. So it was things that, um, I had to put lots of effort and kind of almost strive to do, and spoken word always ended up at the bottom. <laughs> so I never got around to doing it. And so on the last week of this thing, um, I had a bad day. wasn't wasn't a terrible day. It was just a bit bad. Most of my time in Bethel was just awesome. So like I was just on this crazy joy ride the whole time I was there. So the fact that I had one day that was like, oh. Where, like, where did my joy go? <laughs> where, where's it gone? So I was like, okay, I'm going to sort this out because I learned, I've learned not to linger in those places. You deal with it, get to the root of it, find out the truth, declare the truth, and on you get your problem solved. Um, so I was doing that in the middle of my bad day, declaring the truth. And this song, I was worshipping, and the song, um, There's Power in the Name of Jesus, <laughs> came on. <laughs> Say that. Let's all say it. There's power in the name of Jesus. Yes. <laughs> We're in agreement on that one. Um, so that came on, and <laughs> oh, I like his presence. <laughs> Jesus. Um, as that came on, I felt like I felt like God said to just just go like that. Um, for people listening, we're trying to record this. Um, I just put my hand across my ankle just to cut something off. Um, it didn't feel like something really intense or bad or horrible. It was just like, just cut it off. Because what? whatever it was, it wasn't on me anymore. It was just 
trying to hold on to my foot just to see, just to see if it could still have any power over me. And it couldn't because the power is in the name of Jesus. Mm. <coughs> yeah, wow, okay. Um, so I did that and went to bed. And as I'm falling asleep, this is how little effort I had to put into this. I'm, I'm, I'm falling asleep and I'm almost so fast asleep that I don't want to get up and write anything down. So, and I have my phone next to my bed because it's my alarm clock. As I'm falling asleep, God downloads and whispers to me, like, like Holy Spirit is lying on my bed whispering to me, downloads a spoken word to me, um, which is called freedom, which I'm going to read out to you guys in a minute. <laughs> you have to wait. But basically, when I do read it out, I'll be like, I'll be in the middle of a dream that I had a year and a half ago. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, God is so good. Um, so I'm going to try and say some things about joy right now. Um, <laughs> this, I heard Bill say oh actually before I say that I was going to say um, for the people that who was around when I spoke you guys were around when I spoke at Portal um, a while ago I spoke at Portal and um, I tried to disguise it as a talk about Iris Ministries core values um, and Iris Ministries is the ministry of Heidi and Roland Baker and I was there for three months last year um, so I tried to disguise it as a talk on their values um, it's, this kind of sounds obvious but when when you have core values in your life it's because they're valuable to you right um, and it's really important for us to have values because if you don't know what those are if you haven't spent time thinking yet this is something that is central to my life. This is really important to me. Uh, the presence of God is quite an important thing to me. Um, from that place is the place that you make your decisions. And that if basically affects your destiny. Like if you're, if you're in a place where you're making a decision but people or the enemy or something is coming against that, if you haven't thought about your roots and your core and the things that are valuable to you, then you can get swayed off of that quite easily. Um, just the thing about values. Um, so yeah, when I was speaking at Portal, uh, I was managed just to have five core values. Um, so I, I went through, really, really quickly went, went through one, two, three, um, hung around on four, and then left them on a cliffhanger for number five. <laughs> Um, like their, their first core value is that you can find God um, so like expect to encounter God it's, it's not a strange thing it's, for, for Christians it shouldn't it shouldn't be a strange thing like Martin was saying earlier like he's he's paid the way he, that, that curtain was torn in two so we can find him on a daily basis um, the second core value they have is to depend on miracles or um, Beth will say it another way. They they say to expect to be naturally supernatural. So like, whoa, the supernatural isn't um, something that happens at events. It's a natural part of your life. 
Bill does some good books on these. I'm sure you can find them. Uh, <laughs> the, third, the third core value that they have is that you should enjoy life. Um, adults need to play a lot more. That's what I'll say on that one. Uh, the fourth one is um, suffering, and that's the one that I, I spoke about. It sounds like a bit of a strange thing to talk about, but when I spoke about it, it was two days before Martin spoke about joy coming out of a place of death. Um, I can I can do that another time, but it suffering suffering happens and it's it's hard, but it's part of the Um And the fifth one is joy, so we're going to get to that one right now. Yeah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I've heard, I think it's, I think it was Bill Johnson, um, explain this in a different way to the way that most people read it. And it doesn't mean that either way is the right way or the wrong way. It's just a Holy Spirit-led different way to read it. You can read the Bible in all sorts of different ways. Holy Spirit leading you is awesome. Um, so the joy of the Lord is my strength. Most of us think that uh, this is, and this is true, that um, God has an awful, awful lot of joy, which He totally does, and we want more of that in here this evening. Um, and He gives that joy to us, and that makes us strong, which is really, really, really true. Um, but another way to read it, which I just think is absolutely amazing, <laughs> is um, ask yourself. So the joy of the Lord. What what is the thing that makes the Lord joyful? I've heard people say all sorts of different things about this. Um, I I give you the answer. Victorious questions. Um, he he went to the cross for the joy that was set before him. Wow! And that joy is you. So when you have a revelation, ah, Jesus, when you have a revelation of the fact that you are his joy, that's going to give you strength, isn't it? <laughs> Should I say it again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got some people like staring at me like, what? <laughs> when you have a revelation of the fact that you are his joy. So this is about your identity. This is about you knowing who you are because you know who your daddy is and you know that you bring joy to him. When you know that, that is going to give you strength. So the joy of the Lord is your strength. Jesus. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've just written loads of random things about joy. <laughs> I simply can't stop bubbling over with joy. It's a good one to say. I think we should all say that. Did you hear what I said? I simply can't stop bubbling over with joy. Shout it at me, shout it at me. I simply can't stop bubbling over with joy. Yes! Amen! You should make that a declaration of your life. Speak it over yourself every day. Um, <laughs> apparently, I don't know whereabouts, I think it's in Psalms. The one enthroned on high laughs. <laughs> So we can just join in with him. Laughing is a good thing. Um, in his presence is fullness of joy. Uh, be joyful always. It's a command. Be joyful always. Doesn't say um, that being joyful is a one-off event that happens sometimes. She, 
<laughs> um, just is in agreement with lots of things. <laughs> um, yeah, joy is a normal response to Jesus being in the building. Jesus is most definitely in this building. Um, other, somewhere else it says rejoice in the Lord. Um, rejoice. So that's like be joyful again and again. Yeah. Okay, that that is all that I had to say on that. Let's get on to this uh, spoken word because you're probably all like, oh, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> I, I've heard it before, but I want to hear it again. Um, uh, just to kind of create uh, some level of expectancy for that. Um, I people, I, I don't know if you've ever thought about things that uh, are life messages for you. Uh, but for me, there's always more is a, a life message for me. Um, like joy is something that we should have a lot of is another life message for me. But also, um, I'm really passionate about the power of the words that we speak. Um, and the words, words create worlds. So the words that we speak create um, an atmosphere around us. And um, I get, most of you probably have heard, I use in Proverbs, um, Proverbs 18.21, um, there's power of life and death in our tongues. So we get to choose that. It's, it's a huge um, privilege or responsibility, I guess. It's a huge responsibility. That we get to choose what comes out of our mouth and hence whether we're going to create life or death and like the situations that we're in. Um, at the overflow of our heart of our heart is what our mouth speaks. So a good way to kind of be sure that what is coming out of here is life is to be guarding what's here. Um, Proverbs also says, guard, guard your heart because it's the wellspring of life. Um, and we, we're the gatekeepers of that, no one else. No one else is a gatekeeper of what goes into here and therefore what wells up and comes out of here. Um, when I was in Israel a while ago, I was in a high place with some people worshipping. I mean, Carolyn, you might have been there. Carolyn's awesome intercessor. And um, a guy did this, he did this really simple thing, but it, I thought it was so powerful, it was amazing. They had, they had lots of harps, they were into harps <coughs> in Israel. So they had this huge harp, he was like probably about this big. And they were tuning it um, and to make sure that it was tuned properly. And we were in a high place and it was quite windy. He, he picked it up and just kind of went like this. And you can hear when the wind blows through the strings. It makes the most beautiful sound. But if it's not in tune, it makes a really rubbish sound. <laughs> so if your heart is the same, if your heart is in, in tune and your affections are set on God, it's going to make you... It's going to make a beautiful sound. And I think most of you in here, or I'd say all of you in here, that you all make beautiful sounds towards God. We, and, and, like, I'm, I'm not superhuman, so I'm the same as all of you, and I need to guard my heart as much as anyone else does. But I really want my heart to make a beautiful sound to Jesus. Okay. I think I'm almost ready.
<laughs> yeah. Just so you know, the first time I ever read this out um, was to an audience of one, because I was very scared. I'd never done anything like this before. And my friend said that a host of angels came out from behind me, and they were called Breakthrough. Um, and they're, they're just waiting. Just now. Um, and I think probably the second time I ever read it out was uh, when I came home for Christmas in between Bethel times. Hannah, this is the third time Hannah said this. Um, and my very good friend Chris Grace, I've known him for a long time. And, um, he cries when he hears me talk about this stuff. I'm going to try not to cry. Because he, he's known me a long time and he's seen me go through the battle. And, um, is that making a funny noise? Okay. Um, <laughs> one of the speakers making a funny noise. He, he, had, he, had, he had tears in his eyes. And he looked at me and he said, Emma, I've never seen you do anything like that in your life. And I've known him a long time. Um, <laughs> so, and also, when I was in Mozambique... <laughs> Um, I read this out over um, a few different people, kind of one-on-one one on one basically. This is the most people I've ever read this in front of. Um, just because I've, I've, I've seen it sitting chatting with them and find out they're having a bit of a hard time. And I read this out and the depression just goes. Like it runs, it runs out. It's probably gone already. Like if you, if you walked in here today struggling with depression, it, it, it's out the door already. Like it doesn't have a hope. Um, but I want to encourage you that um, this isn't this isn't just about breakthrough from depression. This is this is it's called freedom. So it's breakthrough for anything, 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 anything. So um, I'm just going to pray before I read it out. Um, I just just encourage you to um, it just still your heart, um, put your heart into receive mode. And think of things that you want breakthrough for. And every time I say the word free, just know that that breakthrough is coming. And that there's a host of angels waiting right now to come and minister to you. Papari, thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you've already done, and we thank you for what you're about to do. I'm free. I'm free! I am free. The great I am set me free. But depression, it raises its ugly head, its mission to render my heart to bed. Dead. I'm free. I'm free! I am free. Because the great I am has set me free. Depression, it grabs my heel to trip me up, but I tell you this, my victory is said. It is said. It is done. It is finished. My victory, he has won.
I'm free. I am free! The great I am has set me free. Your life is marked by joy. You're branded. You're embellished. You shine like gold as your beauties unfold. You're bold, you're bold. Don't you see? You are free. <laughs> you are free! Joy. Unspeakable joy. It's yours. Because you're free. You're free. The great I am has set you free. <laughs> joy? <laughs> you are marked by joy. You are marked by joy. joy rise up in this place. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for breakthrough. that went out have got tickle feathers. <laughs> Whoa! Starting to tickle people. Shandaraki, Shandakura, Asanaki, Santakura, Santakura. You know, you didn't, you didn't, uh, <laughs> you didn't have to, um, you didn't have to feel Tickle angels or anything like that rising up inside you. Laughing is just good to do anyway. <laughs> yeah! Wow, think of, just think of something really funny. Jesus! Is it laughing, loving is supposed to. Like, it's, isn't it? It's really good for you, isn't it? That it's medically, medically proven. That it's really good for you. Ah, Martin, do you want to come down the front? Yes. Wow. Does anybody want more? Then hands up. I want more. I've got quite a lot already, but I want more. Um, ha. Hopefully this will work. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, fire tunnels. <laughs> um, where you can do this thing called a joy tunnel. Um, but instead of... Uh, is it, it's kind of inverted. It's like, um, 
So instead of having ministry team line up and make a tunnel and have you guys go through it, yes, um, we're going to have you guys, if you, if you want to, Martin is just making his way to the front, um, if you want to, uh, to, for you guys to make the tunnel and we'll come through and pray for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. It means standing up. This is if you want more joy. Jesus. Or just generally break through and more of Jesus and prayer stuff. So yeah, come yeah, come stand as a friend and we'll make a tunnel. And we'll come through and pray for you. Jesus. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed the Bridge Christian Fellowship Podcast. Visit us at www.bridgecf.org.